to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 234-234, The Visitation. My name is John, and joining me is a man who just had a birthday, my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello, thank you. You're welcome. How are you? Happy, Happy belated. Thank you very much. Yeah. How was the birthday? Uh, birthday was good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm still keeping it small just because COVID and yep. everything yep. continuing. And, um, but it was nice. Obviously, uh, um, my family just blew me away and, and uh, got me the, uh, the new Lego Bay Window bus. I saw that. It looks very cool. It, it's big and it is intricate. And it's like, wow, oh, the steering works. Oh, wow, the sliding door works. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm very impressed building this going like there's a lot of thought and a lot of engineering has been put into this. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was what started on Saturday worked on it for a bit parent obviously joining me for part of that because he was almost more eager to build it than i was worked (laughs) on it for a bit sunday as well and then i did like one bag this evening just because i didn't want to go the whole evening and not work it at all (laughs) fair fair. like i gotta record but i really want to build some more (laughs) um so out of 11 bags and like 2200 pieces I've, i've only got two bags left oh wow yeah, it bags ten and eleven, but it's some of the more intricate stuff. Like the the whole mechanism for the the pop top roof is crazy nuts. It yeah, really it, is. It, it looked really, uh, really is. the yeah. uh, the manual. Was yeah, crazy. the manual is super thick. Yeah, jeezy crazy. It is. It is five hundred and something steps. Wow. Now, granted, some of those steps, it's like okay, here's this one piece. Put this one piece in this one place. Yeah. I'm like okay. <laughs> think you could have combined this with the next step but i appreciate your attention to detail sure very cool are you going to like uh i know some people put like i think it's like a sealant on it or something Mm, no no i'm not going to put any sort of sealant on it but or or or, you know super glue or whatever right right um but you know it is i'm already kind of like rearranging kind of like my display shelf in the living room being like well this is definitely going to go up there yeah along with the the split window version, which is a completely different scale. So it's like, it's definitely bigger in every way, shape, and form. Love it. Yeah, it Love is very it. cool. Very cool. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. Today was a bit of a um, an S show. Yeah, they uh, happen. Yeah, not not a great uh, not a great Monday, but that's fine. We're you know we're here. I watched some Doctor Who. Yeah, had had some laughs. Good, which we will get to. Good. But uh, yeah, I, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well, all things considering. I will say this is just more of like a personal note. I need to shave my head, dude. It is like that's the one thing. It's like all oh, this stuff's happening today, and I still haven't had time to shave my head. It's um, it's yeah, it's not great. You getting shaggy? Yeah, man. It's uh, and it's like you know, uh, there a lot of gray. I don't care. You know, I don't care about that. It's just like something that's noticeable. No, I get it. It's like, oh, there's a lot of gray in here now. I'm like, whatever. Who cares? Um, Yeah. No, I'm just about due for a haircut. And for some reason, when my hair is shorter, it's more noticeable, at least to me. I see. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to got to take care of that. Um, But things are things are going. uh, Things overall are going well, we didn't, you know, we didn't recall our governor, so that's great. Yeah, yo, my gosh, right? So, oh boy, I wish all races were called five minutes after the polls closed. Yeah, I almost wish, uh, you know, all races were kind of that lopsided. Yeah, but that just exposed my political leanings. So fair, fair. That shouldn't surprise anyone. Well, big old waste of money that you know could have been given, I know. given to me. I, if or, you, you know. Shoot. Or anybody, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Our our ever growing uh, homeless homeless. Right. Uh, it's not a problem. I don't want to call it a problem. No, it's an epidemic. There you go. Yeah, 
But it was weird that two days after we did not recall our governor, I got my my second or first of that money we were told we were getting. Oh, look at that. I mean, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, (laughs) um, a little bit of a thank you, I guess. Yep. Anyway, uh, I am home alone with the pups, so we might have some uh, uh, rain and cats and dogs on both ends here. We'll see. Yeah. I've I had both cats back here in the room with me. One of them is here now, but some of their toys are back here, and uh, those may make noise as well. So, so. I'm just going to give everyone some live commentary of what is happening right now. Henson, the little pup, is on the floor looking up at Camilla. They have been staring at each other for two whole minutes. Yeah. And now Henson has backed up. He, I, he wants to be chased. That's what he wants. His tail oh. is going crazy. Camilla's like, I'm tired. Henson's ready. Get her, bud. <laughs> Get her! <laughs> he's doing. Did you see that video I posted of her of him bopping her in the nose? Yes, he's attempting to do that again right now. Follow oh me on uh, Instagram. Instagram is JP Thrice. <laughs> you can see that video. Um, but yeah, what is uh, what's making us happy this fortnight, Taylor? Well, I for myself, obviously having a birthday. Yeah, getting that rad leg of us. Absolutely. Um, but um well i mean honestly i i took the uh the bus yesterday over to kind of a cars and coffee thing here in town i saw um, that yeah and and that was fun just to kind of um you know car show season is kind of winding down and you know stuff like that i've kind of I've obviously still got to be conscious of because i don't have vaccinated kids or anything so it's yeah you, know, you gotta pick and choose but it's like you know it's just gonna go for a couple hours you know there we were trying to get a big vw turnout this is like all different types of cars we're trying to get a big a big group of uh old vws to show up and mine's been running fine lately so i'm like yeah let's do it awesome i need to drive like 1.2 miles to get there so you know um and oddly enough as soon as i fire it up and it does start thankfully um my high beams are stuck on oh no without the headlights being turned on. No. And strangely, when I turn on my headlights, I have my low beams and my high beams going at the same time. And I'm like, they don't do that. They're not supposed to do that. Oh, geez. So it was one of those things where I, I, I couldn't get them to turn off, but it ran. So I'm like, look, I'm going to drive over there. And if they're still on, I'm just going to disconnect the battery. Yeah, why not? Right? It'll be fine. Sure enough, get there. They're still on. Your headlights are on. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're kind of stuck on. So thanks. Um, Yikes. But yeah, look, I mean, I'll make the long story short, you know, I get back yesterday afterward and part of me, you know, despite really not being able to use my right arm much at all right now for a little while still, um, I'm like, I've, I've got to like, this is just going to eat at me until I can figure out (laughs) what's causing it. And I don't want to just leave the bus sitting there with the battery disconnected all the time. Yeah. Um, so I start just kind of poking around the electrical system and the headlight circuits and go, okay, let's, uh, let's pull out the, the dimmer relay. Let's, let's test that. I can, you know, I can hear it clicking high beam, low beam, high beam, low beam. Okay. Well, that, that must be fine. Put it back in. And then I go, okay, well, um, maybe it's the headlight switch. I mean, it's 50 years old. Pull that today, test it, you know, with the voltmeter and the, checking the resistance and everything and no actually that's that's just fine i'm like huh oh my gosh okay so what are we down to now we're down to maybe it's the ignition switch because it can start but the power has to run through it to get to the headlights blah 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 long story short um but i hook everything back up but i test voltage there and i'm like okay i'm getting voltage from the ignition switch to the headlight switch i'm okay let's let's disconnect the battery and let's check the fuses Let's go with the simple thing. Right. Right. Somehow after doing that, I have high beams or low beams coming on at the correct time under the correct conditions. Right. Switch is pulled and I hit the switch to, to flip between them and they go out. Right. Okay. So I flip them again. They come back on and I'm like, okay, that's progress. So what we figure is that the relay actually is bad. It can, it can, you can hear it click, but the contacts over years and years and years and years and years and decades will corrode and break down. So it can, it can throw, but it may not make a good enough connection to 
send electricity to lights. Oh, okay. So now it's like, okay, now I've got something I know that I can go and either find a, a good used one or an NOS one or a replacement one and put that in and I should be back in business. But it was just interesting having that whole like test, 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 you know, make yeah. my way through the circuit kind of thing. But I at least have a game plan and I'm not sitting here like fidgeting because I feel like I have to go fix it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's making me happy. What about you, John? Hooray. Uh, what is yeah. making me happy this, this fortnight? That's a great question. What is making me happy? I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. And I mean, <laughs> I will say one thing that, that does make me happy is, and I was just going to put this in the show notes, but I'll just say it now, is uh, my ep- or Lauren and I's episode of Who Knew Podcast came out. Oh, um, yes. I think while we have, were not in the off week for us. Yes, so I, I think, think you're right because I remember some of us were talking about it in our our Twitter group. Yeah, it uh, it came out uh, last week. Uh, I I love this entire group. They're of, always a great conversation. Um, make sure you check it out. It's at whonewpodcast.com. I believe it's available wherever your podcasts can be listened to. <laughs> um, and it was the 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 rings of uh, Akaten is the episode. And then I I did a solo episode with them on Hyde. I think okay. is that the uh, next episode after that? I think um, it is. Might have to look. It might while. be the the next episode after that, or the episode after the next episode. I can't remember, but yeah, go go head on over to Who Knew Podcast. Uh, check it out. It was a lot of fun. I tell you, if if we and they all end up at Gallifrey One together, we should all just sit down and just hang out and record something. Oh my god! Uh, well, first of all, we would need uh, at least a dozen microphones. <laughs> so I'd have to bring my board, and then we would—I have no idea, I have no idea how we would do that. Oh, I'd have well, to bring my board, and we'd have to bring the the task cam, and then we'd have to bring the Zoom. So we'd have we to just, bring- you know, put it in the middle of a room, and we all just, you know, enunciate, <laughs> project. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. There's an there's an ambiance, right? Yes, there are. Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh boy, yeah. I think that's that's everything that's making me happy this week. I'm trying to think. If there's anything really, but I, I cannot. I cannot think of of anything else. Yep, I think that's it. So, um, fair. You know, before we get on to the visitation, we have. Some who news. We do have yeah, some who news. Yeah, I, I would almost argue a slew of who news. A slew of who news. Um, and that's not even including the um, uh, Gallifrey One uh, COVID protocols. Yeah, not that listed. They announced. I completely forgot to chuck that in there, too. But, um, yeah, they're, they're being responsible and stuff. And, you know, I'm just sitting here going, please let my kids get vaccinated before before Galley. Yeah, here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Pfizer's pushing for it. Anyway, um, Galaxy 4, the missing William Hartnell story, is getting the animated treatment. That's right, folks. We're finally getting ourselves some animated Bill Hartnell. That's great. Uh, And if this is any indication, this little... uh, Oh, do they already have a preview here? Yeah, they've they've got a little teaser. Okay. And it looks good. Now I will tell you what. What is the the one that I we, I always forget that co- that comes out soon? Um, Evil of the Daleks. I think it's Evil. Is it Evil of the Daleks? Uh, there, there's there's a few coming out soon. Like they've kind of got a uh... the one that's coming out. This doesn't look too bad. No, but the one that's coming out, people were like, the animation on this is is not great. <laughs> Oh, you are talking about Web of Fear. That's yeah, Web of Fear. Yes, the one that just looks like bad cutscene animation. Yeah, uh, people yeah. were saying this is not not great, but I mean, I'm I'm here for it any way we can complete it. This uh, looks great. Totally. Yeah, it does, and it's it's coming out November fifteenth. That is presumably in the UK. Yes, of course. Um, and. Um, Look, I'll be honest. I mean, shipping supply lines. What, mm-hmm. what, what's the right term for it? Um, um, I don't know. Getting stuff from one place to another. Yes. Supply routes. Listen. Shipping times. It's it's 
it's out of control. In the All words right. of Dr. Ian Malcolm, life finds a way. Life does find a life way. Does find but a way, so. there's a record number of like container ships waiting to get into Long Beach right now. Oh, geez. They're all just parked off the coast because there's no berths for them yet. And they're just full of and Dr. Just Who full of, blu rays Yes, that's exactly right. They are, all of them are full of Dr. Who stuff waiting to get into the country. I wish. I wish. But what, I, what, I, what I'm trying <laughs> to say is that, you know, if you're like, oh, I can't wait for this to be on sale in America, don't be surprised if some of those dates slip. A little yeah. bit. So if you're like, look, I have a region free DVD player and I've got no problem ordering it from the UK, do it. Just just do it. Yeah. I'm so I am I will look into that. Yeah. Um speaking of early, early Doctor Who, um, Gizmodo's got an article about a guy named Rich Tipple, um, who is actually going through the effort of colorizing in his spare time um old black and white episodes interesting and from what i've seen they look pretty darn good now is this our the same person who did the colorization that they showed at or was that an official one i i don't i don't know quite honestly because i think we were in different panels that year oh i think we were um so he is rich tipple is a producer director and colorizer who is both a doctor who fan and somebody who's worked with the bbc on home releases of the classic show um, so it may be something that you saw. Uh, this looks great. It doesn't it? Oh. Um, there's links in the show notes folks. So you can go and check this out if you haven't seen the article already. Um, but it's one of those things where, I mean, I'm looking at this and I, I think about how kind of like most kids and stuff, they're not really like sitting through something that's black and white is not the same. I remember when I taught high school, kids were like, uh, this black and white gotta watch this in black and white yeah yeah you do because that's what it was i don't know what to tell you um but you know if you want to get someone into something and and they are like that um you know this is kind of providing a little bit of an avenue to be like hey look at this cool older stuff it's been colorized this is oh yeah this is great doesn't it look good it looks so good yeah yeah i mean i get it you gotta color it so people uh the the youths We'll, uh, we'll, we'll like it. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's perfectly fine. I mean, they're not, it's not like they're trying to replace the old black and white with colorized versions. Right. You know, the, the traditionalists will always have the black and white versions. Yes. Um, and, and those who want to see it in color can totally see it in color. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, this next story has a little bit of a, a strange tie in with what we almost scheduled for next episode um but just over the weekend john chalice he played a scorby in the seeds of doom and voiced drax for big finish oh uh, he's passed at the age of 79 oh were we going yeah. to do seeds of doom well when i you, you when i got done watching the visitation on friday and i was like oh i just need something on while i work to kind of just be background noise uh-huh so I threw Pluto TV up on my personal laptop and Seeds of Doom was playing. And I was like, wow, this looks pretty good. I'm oh. like, I don't think we've done this one yet. I don't believe we and have. No, we haven't. And so I'm like, oh, cool. Well, that's what we're going to do next time. And then I looked and I saw it was a six-parter. And that's when I went, hey, John, <laughs> you can handle a six-parter. Yes. And you're like, yeah, we could try. Well, we'll do it, folks. I'll make it. Um, and then I went, oh, well, if he feels up for a six-parter, I'm like, okay, John dinosaurs or big plant people and you'll find out what i chose that's right later on i like that i like that (laughs) nicely done yes nicely done because i almost gave it away um (laughs) holy moly i i guess possible spoilers on this Ah, next story I mean, I, I mean, the the news is already out there, so I don't really know if this. I is... mean, the news is out there, and and if you know you are not living in a cave somewhere, um, then why not? Caves are cool, aren't we? All? Um, right. Um, but the the filming for Jody's very last story, uh, what they're what they're calling the the centenary, the BBC centenary special. Mm. Um, uh, has been filming at a place called Hodge House in Cardiff, Wales, um, and um, it looks like it looks like uh, 
we might see some unit before Yay. he bids farewell, which I'm very excited about. Always uh, good. And nothing about casting yet. No, nothing about casting yet. My guess, my guess is a completely like, you know, uneducated um, person when it comes to how shows are run mm-hmm. and stuff like that is, you know, they can probably film, you know, up to a certain point. It's like, okay, when things are cast, we can, you know, schedule Jody in. We'll yeah. shoot the regeneration scene and edit that in. I mean, they've got, it's a year away. Yeah. I just wonder, um, you know, I guess it all depends. Like who was on set? Is it, you know, are we going to get Jody? Is her farewell speech going to just be, I mean, it's usually just them at this point mm-hmm. on a close set. So we'll see. I mean, we don't. I don't know if anybody else is coming. It sounds like we're going to get the fresh uh, slate again. Um, yeah. Oh, we don't probably. even know who the showrunner is. No, we don't. We don't. So, I, but I, I did see something um, like copied over from uh, John Bishop's Instagram saying that he's done his last day. You know, he shot his last scenes. Bummer. Yeah. I mean, one and done. I mean, last. I mean, realistically, I guess last scenes for that season oh yeah you know he, he's not saying ever right but, right right you know you kind of have to assume that that you know if we're switching showrunner and everything that that it might be it might yeah. be like you know unfortunately a pearl macchio one and done um yeah but we will see who knows i mean it really is it's still a ways off it really we'll is it out. yeah it really is when you think about it when you think about it well um Boy, got a couple of big finish stories here. Um, actress Ruth Madley uh, is becoming a new Sixth Doctor companion for Big Finish. Um, I'm excited about this because I really like uh, her acting. Uh, I she was in um, The Watch, mm-hmm. uh, which I absolutely loved. She played kind of a, um, a minor-ish character from the. Um, that series of, of Pratchett books, but she really, she's really good. She's got great range. Um, there's some fantastic, um, like sass that she's capable of. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if she brings it into, uh, playing marine biologist. And I'm, I might mess this up because I believe this is, um, uh, I think a Scottish name, Heb H E B E. rules of English in my head say, pronounce it. Heb. I could be wrong. It could be. I don't know. I could be wrong. Heath Harrison, um, who is uh, part of a survey team on an abandoned North Sea oil rig, as her colleagues disappear one by one, she teams up with the doctor and Mel to find out what's really happening. Love so it. That's now fun. we are getting her on board as a yeah. doctor companion. So that um, uh, release date. Well, they are available to pre-order, and I don't see a release date on here, but it does say that she'll be joining in 2022, so that will be for next year. Nice. Very cool. Yep. And on top of that, news has dropped that Chris Eccleston will be returning for a second series of stories with Big Finish. There we go. So lots of great news coming around. I have not picked up his uh, second volume Mm. of his first series. I've... Just, I don't know, man. Life's been busy. I hear that. I haven't. I have I have gotten myself some big finish. I haven't had time to listen to any of it. Same. Um, as is often the case. But yeah. uh, Chris Eccleston getting that second series great. Uh, for big finish, which is great news, which definitely makes us happy. Um, and lastly, this time around, uh, the folks over at Nerdist, along with probably many of us, uh, kind of feel like... Uh, Jodie deserves better for her tenure as the doctor. This is really kind of a um, a good article, uh, a well-argued article in which they're kind of like, look, it's it's great that they went bold and, you know, hey, now we've got a lady doctor, but they kind of played it a little too safe yeah. for too long. Now, obviously, this is being said without. Oh, yeah, we don't know what's coming. Final. This whole, <laughs> I mean, this could be full-on gloves off, Yeah, you know, full throttle. Uh, final season and specials. Yeah, very well could be. We'll see, I guess. But I think I think many of us have oh, yeah. kind of felt like 
you know, we, we love her as the doctor. We love her portrayal of it, but kind of just the writing and everything else kind of supporting that hasn't been maybe what we had hoped. Agreed. So agreed still fingers crossed that, that, uh, final season and a half. Yeah, we'll see. We'll get the, you want to phrase it. The rest of the, the, the Chibs master plan. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And speaking of master plans, here's hoping we get some Sasha Dewan back as the master. Oh, please. I really, really hope. Really, really hope. They need to, yeah, I mean, keep him on. God, yeah, right? He's the best. Absolutely. All right. So All this right. week we watched The Visitation, starring Peter Davison as the doctor, Sarah Sutton as Nissa, Janet Fielding as Tegan, and Matthew Waterhouse as Adric, and also Michael Robbins as Richard Mace. Deep, deep voiced Richard Mace. We will be talking about uh, Mr. Mace at great lengths here. Indeed. Uh, it was written by Eric uh, Sewer, oh Sayward. My, Sayward and directed mm-hmm. by Peter Moffat. Yep. Not that Moffat. Not uh, that Moffat. First aired February 15th through the 23rd, 1982. And it is the fourth story of season 19. And it is the story that follows. Uh, kinda which yes. i went oh boy <laughs> uh, but before we get into that we've got a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at tardis wikia yes indeed well the working titles for this story were the invasion of the plague men not well, bad love it and plague rats eh. plague rats plague rats sounds like a gore song yeah 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 Invasion of the Plague Man, I think, has a little bit more oath to it. It does. I mean, yeah. the visitation's just uh, like, hey, so well, how are you? Yeah, it's like, oh, who's who's visiting? Yes, Did they who's, co- who's coming to dinner? What's the name yes. of that sitcom? Look uh, who's coming to dinner or something? Yes. Just, I think you're right. Yep. Guess who's coming yep. to dinner? I can't remember. Yeah, the visitation. Mm. Woof. Well, the opening sequence in the TARDIS follows on directly from kinda um yep and oddly enough since the visitation was filmed before kinda peter davison and matthew waterhouse had to act out their characters responses to the events of kinda based solely on the script oh boy yeah all right yeah Mm, i think they did okay yeah you know i wasn't thrown off no um the terraleptil mask actually marks the first use of animatronics in doctor oh okay i was wondering yeah. mm-hmm. uh i i mean we'll we'll get to it we'll get to it we're going to talk about the costume design yes uh, in this a lot definitely definitely well director peter moffat uh strongly disliked patty kingsland's incidental music for the serial uh saying it was replete with turgid chords Ooh. however kingsland uh, called moffat his favorite director to work with so wow did he after was that after the uh i don't turgid know. chords i don't know but yes turgid chords i think also a guar song yeah actually you're right i think it is <laughs> Uh, Peter Davison named this serial as a favorite. Uh, Matthew Waterhouse recalled Davison entering the rehearsal room, shaking the script with excitement. Yeah, uh, I think that was one of the reasons why I picked this one. Fair, because I, I, he said it's. I think his top one of his top five of all time. Yeah, it's. I mean, pseudo historical. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much. Um, Eric Sayward originally intended for the serial to end with the doctor claiming a new sonic screwdriver out of a cabinet full of the devices. Mm. We could have seen far more of the sonic in the classic series, but John Nathan Turner decided it made things too easy for the doctor and was a writer's crutch. Oh boy. Bless you, JNT. You're not wrong. Wow. Look at, look at that. It's almost you're like, uh, that it's, it's still happening. Yeah. It's like they were singing the future. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> The story was inspired by the work of a former girlfriend of Eric Sayward's who had been studying the architecture that arose in the wake of the Great Fire of London. Uh, she observed that the black rats that carried the plague uh, became virtually extinct within months of the Great Fire. And Sayward thought that this would provide an effective science fiction hook for a story about social conditions in medieval England. Mm, okay. All right. 
Uh, filming at Black Park uh, took place on a Heathrow Airport flight path. Oh. Strangely enough, let's get Tegan back to Heathrow. <laughs> let's just film in a park next to Heathrow. Yeah. Uh, and the noise of the approaching aircraft regularly disrupted recording. Oh, geez. Uh, an air traffic controller strike, however, put an end to these disturbances. Oh, wow. Yep. Got a Doctor Who fan. Maybe, maybe the production crew is like, hey, air traffic controllers, you're happy with unhappy with conditions, right? Yeah. <laughs> you should strike. Yeah. <laughs> so we can record. And the, these last two notes, they, they were they were some of the weirdest notes I've seen. And I'm like, I just have to throw them in. Um, so Peter Davison was late for the first rehearsal because the family cat had taken a live mole into the house and he had to return it safely. <laughs> Meaning, I think Peter Davison right. had to return it safely, not the cat. Right. Had to return it. The cat probably just wanted to eat it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why this is in here, but I'm throwing it in because of my love of Volkswagens. Peter Davison drove himself to the location uh, in his Volkswagen Scirocco. Uh, so that's in the story notes. That's in the or, story notes. I don't that's know so why. Weird. That's. I think it's just cool that Davison uh had a first generation VW Scirocco. Did now? Could you click Scirocco in the? Because sometimes it gives you stuff that you can click. Yeah. And no, is I don't. I don't like, think no, that. it's not. I, I'm on Tardis Wiki right now, and it's just like, yep, this is what he did. I, right. I really, I really wish I had seen that note before, like the last Gallifrey one. I'd be like, um, "Excuse me, Mister Davison, I have a question. <laughs> uh, what? Do you have a picture of your old Scirocco? Yeah, he probably does. I'm sure he does somewhere. But oh yeah, yeah. One of those, one of those weird things. Oh my one goodness! Weird yeah, very weird thing. <laughs> it's just such a weird story note. I don't, I don't know why. Like, was it yeah. odd for him? to drive I, that car or was it odd for him to just drive to set i don't know i mean i think i think sometimes you know they kind of like all may go together like the bbc is like oh here's our here's our company van mm-hmm. and we all we all ride together we all meet at uh, central uh not central control that's different <laughs> uh, <laughs> city center you know yeah and 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 head out i don't know I honestly don't know. All right. Well, before we uh, we get into the episode, Taylor has a world-famous synopsis for us. So, uh, take it away. All righty. Team TARDIS are finally getting Tegan back to Heathrow, but they're 315 years early. That's okay, right? I mean, the air is clean. The locals are being controlled by a fugitive terraleptal bent on exterminating the human race and taking over the planet using a modified version of the Black Plague. It's just a regular day in jolly old England, yeah? Mm. Can the doctor save the day without a Sonic? Can Nyssa turn up the base against a sparkly android? Can Tegan manage to get through an adventure without being possessed? And could Adric possibly whine and cry in the same story? <laughs> yes, yes he can. It's all that and more during the visitation. Okay, Taylor. What overall feelings? How do you feel uh, watching this? You know, overall, I mean, it's it it it's it's a f- kind of a fun pseudo historical that I think is aiming for something a little bit more sinister and tense, but it never quite gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's also I don't know. I mean. It's also kind of underscored by the sass and infighting amongst the TARDIS crew. And, and that kind of generally turns me off a little bit to an adventure. Yeah, um, I, I will say I, I overall did enjoy this. I think as we progressed in the story and um, I, I loved when the doctor and the uh, uh, Terraliptal uh, interacted. Their scenes yeah. were great. I thought those were a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, and we'll talk about some other elements of the story that i enjoyed but it it felt weird right like the doctor seemed and we'll this will just take us right into one of our talking points it just felt like the doctor was super short with everyone Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if that is because um tegan wants to leave right or if because he you know feels like maybe he failed her because she was possessed by a giant snake thing. Right. Um, I'm not sure what is going on with him because, I mean, he he has the, you know, at the beginning where he, he talks about, oh, we're off by 300 years. And he kind of like talks back to her. 
and then they have the apology and you're like, well, that will be it. But the doctor is just real short with literally every character he comes into contact with. Mm -hmm. And it just felt very out of place. And I'm not sure why it. Yeah. And it, it, for me, it kind of made me think about how it almost feels in some ways like, like some great you know i mean we talk about like the 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 cartmel master plan mm -hmm. and and the chibnall plan and stuff like that I, I feel like everything post tom baker became let's just create conflict amongst our crew yeah like they're they're short they're sass there's just people getting annoyed with each other and, and people really focus on on like the sixth doctor era with that and we do get yeah. a lot of that but it's amazing how much actually kind of also happens in the fifth doctor era. Like Tegan just doesn't want to be there. She wants to get back to Heathrow. Yeah. You know, Nis is trying to do stuff right. But then here's Adric being like, I think we should do this. And this is like, no, you're supposed to stay here. And Adric's like, don't tell oh. me what to do mom. I'm out of here. And then he leaves and gets captured and she goes like, to instantly. save him and goes, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yes. That's the, that best. was so crazy to me that just shows yes. you that this team is literally just falling apart right that and is I, totally i the get feeling it. i get i get that she's like we need to stay here because if you leave and you get lost then we have to find you right but also like you know it it shouldn't be one of these moments but go on say it say what i told you so i told you so it shouldn't be an i told you so moment you should probably go help him because he's being taken captive yeah, yeah, because really in that moment, you know, Adric is kind of like, I've got to leave now. And I he goes, must leave now. He did. He did, said that exactly. Uh, thank you, soundboard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, there's there's so much like at odds with each other, you know, and I, I don't love that. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, it was just very off-putting, like. Every character the Doctor was just super short with. Um, I think, like, everyone's kind of standing around, and, he, and he's like, we need to go look for them. And then nobody moves, and he goes, I said we need to go look for them now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is, like, it's just very strange to me, and I, I, I blame Kinda completely. Okay, fair. I blame forever. You know what? I was trying to think of Kinda. I think i might have erased that uh almost that entire serial from my mind wow yeah I, i'm like well, okay there's a snake and there's like a biodome thing yeah um and uh there's the snake you well you know it'd be a um oh in the jail the jail in the middle of the yep. biodome yes yep a great thing to do to unwind after a long day like this is watch kinda absolutely not <laughs> i will I the will pups not. would love it. I mean, Camilla is already asleep. And I don't know where wow. Henson is. He's probably partying in the living room. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the whole doctor thing felt, it just felt very uh, off to me. Yeah. Um, that was just like a big, a big point for me. Um, we need to talk about the costuming in this. Oh. Yes, please. Because holy moly, the uh, first of all, the first you know costuming we see is the android. Yeah. Uh, which uh, this uh, this Android came onto the screen and I think I actually exclaimed out loud. Yes, I went, oh, <laughs> I was like, this is cool. I Android. Yeah, it's it's it is. It almost looks like they the costume designer was like, this is what I'm thinking or whoever comes up with it. And right. then they went, OK, and like put that drawing through like a futuristic machine that made the costume. You know what I'm saying? It <laughs> looks like it came straight from a sketch. Yes. Straight from the sketch pad into reality. Um, it is all manner of amazing sparkliness it's great i love I it want all androids to look this I, I i really 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 hope that someone out there has done a cosplay of this they had to have it's it's i hope so it's got like um i mean the diamonds on the chest and it's kind of got like a um almost like a spray paint 
effect from like a deep red to a, I don't want to call it a baby blue, but I feel like that's accurate. <laughs> um, it is. Um, it's just, it, it, it is. It's, it's definitely a lighter blue. There's definitely some, some color fade going on here. Yeah. Um, and I mean the hel- the helmet or the head looks really cool. The ar- everything yep. about this design is just awesome. I love it. It is. And it at, is. at first, I felt the complete opposite way about the uh, our our iguana man, as I called him, the terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I but as time went on, I went. This is actually pretty cool looking. Well, at first, you know, you see the terrible, and you're like, "Wow, they did kind of a cruddy job on this mask." And you're like, then you kind of get the backstory. Of like, oh, he's been in prison. His face is kind of messed up. Yeah. This isn't just a floppy head. No. Or a slightly less floppy head because it has animatronics in it. You know, it's it's he looks like that way because he's he's had a pretty jacked up life. Yeah. And it's weird right? because I, you know, I, I was like, oh, at first I went, how are they getting his, how are they getting his mouth to move like that? And other parts of his I'm like, this is pretty advanced for Doctor Who. And, you know, with the story notes saying this is the first time they used animatronics in a mm-hmm. mask, I was like, that makes sense. Uh, I I really, really enjoyed this. I also kind of loved, as time went on, he kind of deteriorated. It seemed that way, right? Like, it looked like his his um, his face and maybe his torso changed colors. Mm-hmm. I assume that's because he wasn't uh, vaping. Maybe. Out of the giant vapey machine they had. Right. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm sticking with. The giant yeah, vape machine. Or the uh it's like a Vicks vapor rub. What's that thing you turn on at Oh, night? like a humidifier. <laughs> yes. He didn't have yeah, this humidifier. Put a little bit of a Vicks in there. Yeah. Yep. Didn't have that. Um so you know. Uh but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Uh whomever was in that costume was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a great a great job see the villain can be short with people the villain it makes sense i think at one point when the doctor's talking to him he doesn't say it's a oh it's it's not a suggestion it's a statement yes well golly. yes i have that in all caps as do i but yeah um <laughs> yeah that absolutely wild loved both the costuming in that um now do we think I don't have this, but there's one. Th- I want to talk about Adric for for a minute here, um, because do do we think he he was whining and crying, or do you think he he was maybe being treated a little um, like oh Adric, kind of like he usually is? Oh, I like I literally have I have a great quote from him. Okay, because I have a note that literally is like. Yes, that's what we need. Crying and whiny, Adric. Actually, he did say something that was like really like, I'm like, wow, that is ridiculous. But <laughs> he he did say, I can't do anything for anyone. And yes. I was like, Adric speaking the truth. Yes. Speaking his truth. I, I can't do anything for anyone. And my note is so true, bud. So true. So true. I mean, you can't. <laughs> uh, but like he also said like, he, I think it was a little bit of both because, like, he was trying to be helpful and everyone was like, shut up, Adric. Um, yeah. And he did say one weird thing, and I don't know if I heard it wrong, but with the whole line in, I think it's episode, it's episode one where they're, he's like, come on, Adric, let's go for a climb. And they and he says something like, we recover faster than you. Talking, oh, I'm not sure. Talking to, uh, to Tegan. Okay. And I was like, that seemed vaguely sexist. I didn't well, catch the whole line, but he's like, it's fine. We recover faster than you. And I went, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? What? Let's see if that is the line. Oh, are you? Do you? Uh, oh, I remember. Do you still put those I, at the top now? No. Um, oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. The doctor says, fit for a climatic. Tegan goes, doctor, he should rest. And Adric goes, don't worry, Tegan. We Alzarians are different from you. We recover fast. Oh, uh, we Alzarians. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. All right, whatever. It's still still a weird flex. Calm down. <laughs> Look, man, there's only so many things that Adric can flex with. True. And most of it is math. Yeah. So, okay, if they, if they 
you know, if they recover faster from exertion, yeah, then there you go. I can't do anything for anyone except maybe climb. I guess. Except, I mean, technically, he did get the TARDIS operating. He he did via the fawns. We have to give him that he fawns it. He did. <laughs> um, I know we're kind of going all over the place, but we are talking about Adric. And we are talking about Adric, and there's one scene in episode four that I was so confused by. So it's the lookout scene where um, Nyssa is coming out of the TARDIS, and the android just pops out of the side like, ha-ha! Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And Adric goes, look out! And Tegan runs back into the TARDIS, not locking the door completely. The android is trying to get into the TARDIS, and what seemingly appears to be a body double fighter for Adric (laughs) runs towards the android and starts punching it, but, like, really poorly. Like, you never see this person's face, but it's Mm -hmm. clearly a taller person. Um did you notice that? You know, I, I remember watching that scene because, yeah, ultimately the the droid kind of just like double fists the TARDIS doors and they, they yeah. swing open. Um, I don't, boy, I don't remember like looking at quote unquote Adric and going, wow, Adric suddenly seems like he's grown a few inches. It was also just like a weird cut from like, look out, he's running, cut to us looking at the android and then adric quote unquote running towards and like the other thing is if this was a a body double fighter stunt person for adric they they did a really poor job (laughs) well yeah i mean if you the punches were awful terrible punches you're like maybe it's just the camera angle making them look tall maybe i mean like maybe they should have just left adric in if this wasn't truly him i i do not know it was just yeah it it was just like a weird cut and i'm like that guy looks taller and the film it looked like they filmed it maybe a different time of day i i don't know oh that's it was weird boy and when you're doing exterior stuff that oh yeah big difference it can make a big difference yeah i'd have to go back and look at that scene i'm not sure it was very uh very weird but yeah very very strange i and it's funny because that that kind of ties into like like nissa spends like the entire story chilling building this like mega boom box yeah right like in the very first episode we we get it kind of established okay there's this android this android is a threat we we don't even really know about the pteroleptile yet. Yeah. And the doctor sets Nissa on this plan, or like Nissa comes up with this plan and be like, hey, I think we can use like some yeah. some deep eight oh eights to to shake this droid to pieces. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can defeat it. And then Nissa goes back to the TARDIS to do that, and she does that for the rest of the story. We yeah. don't get that payoff until the fourth episode. I mean, yeah, she showed she I mean, only because um adric goes to the tardis Mm -hmm. is the only other time i feel like we really see her yeah is when he's like i'm gonna go find the doctor and she says don't you do it and he says i'm gonna she says i swear you better not um (laughs) nobody wants me to do anything for them that's right adric nobody does (laughs) um yeah man like why like the it it almost felt like you know what it almost felt like it felt like uh, Ghostbusters two when they all get covered in the in the um, in the ectoplasm and they start yeah. fighting each other. Oh. That's kind of uh, what this felt like. Oh my god! It's just like yeah. it, I, this is very weird. No one is on the same page because we just fought a giant snake. So yep, yeah, you know. Doctor Who and the Secret of the Ooze. Oh my goodness. Um, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, and I mean, I think we're also looking at, you know, okay, Nissa, go off and do this. You know, you're having this thing where you're trying to write for a TARDIS team this big. Yep. And and so you 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 basically like go off and do something so we can write you out for a little while. Oh yeah. And then come back to you later. And it just it's 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 uneven. I mean, we do yeah. get around to everyone eventually, but I feel like in the first two episodes, we spend a lot of time, you know, like just like the doctor and Richard Mace kind of palling around. And it's like, I feel like this part could have been 
shortened up a bit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying you could have used less Richard Mace? Look, do not get me wrong. I love him as a character. I love how insanely deep his voice is. My yes. God, that's an amazing voice. It's an absolutely amazing voice. But what I'm all I'm saying is that I feel like those scenes they 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 seemed to be meandering. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying he did a bad job. I loved Richard Mace. I did too. I thought he I thought he was great. He's he just reminded like, me a lot of um, what is it? Rufus Hound's character in one of Jody's episodes. Oh no! Got this kind of swarthy, you know, vagabond type. Oh no! I have. Hold on. I got to. Uh, I just. I'm. I'm blanking real hard here. I know. I. I oh heaven! Show me a picture. Why is it showing me a picture of Ed Helms? I typed in Rufus. Oh, wow. No, Rufus Hound. Why is it? Why is it not coming up? Oh. Oh yes! Um, oh my goodness! It wasn't Witchfinders. It was um... <laughs> no. It wasn't Witchfinders. No, it, it wasn't. Was... But why can't we even think of this? I'm oh lord. Uh, the woman, me. the woman who lived. Yes. Oh, that you. wasn't that wasn't Jody. And that that was... wasn't Jody. That was Peter. Ah, yeah. See that? That's what threw us off. My bad. My bad. Oh, okay. Time has no meaning in my head anymore. Yes. Okay. I can see. <laughs> Yes, right? I can definitely see that. Yeah, that's been. Yes, I loved Richard Mace. I thought honestly, he was a few random punches to an android away from being like ye olden Duggan. In yes. my opinion, I could yes, like definitely I, I agree with that for sure. Definitely see that. Just yeah. I like I you know I like the story, but he made it in my opinion just like mm-hmm. so much better. I like he was just. I think at one point he says, "Like I, I don't understand any of this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "You, you and me both, Richard." Yep. I don't get anything that's happening, and I love that he's just like constantly just trying to better his own life. Like he's stealing all those guns. Yes. I just thought it was it was. Oh, and then when he is the the android. Oh no, the possessed people that are coming at him. He pulls out his revolvers and he's like, "Yeah, I don't have any bullets in these." <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor's like, get out of here. Yep, pretty much. Oh, man. Pretty much. I do like that a lot. Um, yeah, his character is fun. His character really kind of like yeah. saves the 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 story in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I want to mention this right now, John, because I'm going to forget it if I don't say it right now. All right. But in the beginning of the very first episode, when we see this kind of, um, what, uh, meteor go through the sky and then suddenly it's like the fireworks show of great America. Yes. Um, and the, the lady daughter, I think, um, wait, do we ever see her again? I don't think we do actually. <laughs> I honestly don't think we do. Wow. But she goes yelling for her father and, and, and I, she says it in the exact same way that we make note of in our number station episode on over on all night with the living geeks. She goes, Papa. Oh, Papa. 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 And all I could think of is like, oh, God, I really hope John hears this. And he goes, <laughs> hey. Papa. It's like that one never station where they kept saying Papa. Oh, my goodness. And we made a point out of it. I will uh, I will say, um, because, yes, we do get the, the little, like, shooting star and the uh, and the fireworks. And I just want everybody to know we're uh, we're starting a new era here on Podcastica. Uh, it's the era in which I question every special effect I see in Classic Who. Um, did they put it in later, or is this actually from the time? We'll never know. Are, are we are we talking about the fireworks? <laughs> no, I, it was more like a general thing. The fireworks. Oh, okay. I'm saying like the lasers and like. Uh, oh, I, gotcha. Yeah. And actually, the 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 hatch, which turns out to be the uh, the the. The hit the crash landed UFO. Yes, the uh, crash pterodactyl ship. Yeah, I was like, oh man. Also, let's talk about that. I love that we go into this thing. It has a really weird lighting to it. Yes, and we get an explanation for it. We I, do. I like. I loved that. Yeah, I can always appreciate when we have these kinds of things answered. And and, and, and you know, you get a historical story, and so when you have um, an alien craft, you kind of have this this very natural juxtaposition of sets. Yeah, you know, it's it's something very 
anachronistic in that era. And I think that does kind of, I don't know, help itself yeah. a bit. <clears throat> I will say something because we're talking about kind of how our TARDIS team interacts a lot in this episode. One thing I will say that I actually really appreciate about this TARDIS team is that they are literally all from different times and places. Yes. And I feel like we don't get that enough anymore. Yeah. But I do like that we we got it at one time. I think we need it again. I think that'd be fun if we did that. So long as they're not at each other's throats. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I'm, I'm just looking around my notes here to see uh what else what else i thought was i have to wonder can can we can we blame COVID on the terraleptals like if they could we might if they re-engineered the black plague i mean maybe they took some time off and came back and tried again i don't know maybe i have no idea i do not know i give it i give it three weeks before somebody's (laughs) like it's aliens causing it. And I'm like, oh, God, I should have said anything. No, you shouldn't have. One thing we have not discussed is the <laughs> is the death of the sonic screwdriver. Oh, yes. I feel yes, like I've lost a that. dear friend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the sonic is destroyed. And seemingly yeah. we are not we don't get one until uh, why can't I think of the next person that has one? Well, if you count televised. Yeah. It's it's I don't think it's until the new series. No way. Uh, really? I'm pretty sure Seven doesn't get one. He does in the Virgin New Adventures. Ah. Um, and I don't think Eight does in the TV movie. Crazy. So if you're just talking televised stories, so this if is you're not, the last it televised. totally changes. Totally changes. Yeah, the you're... last appearance of the Sonic Screwdriver uh, until the 1996 TV movie. Okay, so he does get a Sonic in the TV movie. Yeah, I don't... Shows you how much of that I remember. I don't recall <laughs> it. Um, I don't either, honestly. And I've watched that at least three times. Wow. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> um, um, speaking of deaths, can I just say that a Teralepto burning alive... Oh, jeez, dude. ...is gross. Yeah, man. AF. Absolutely. That was... That was we really got some... I mean, that was one death we got that was crazy. Also, the the android uh, when the 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 beat dropped, yep, uh, exploded, and we saw the remains of the uh, of the android. Yeah, yeah, Oof. android chunks. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of weird bubbling and exploding stuff going on. Yeah. Speaking of other weird things, how is it? Like, why is it that like all the like room furniture? In the TARDIS, because I'm assuming this is Nissa's room and the TARDIS that we're seeing, is like really antiquated furniture set against the roundels of the wall. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, like, why don't we have something a little bit more TARDIS-y? Why don't we get something know. a little bit more space agey? You know, here's, you know, a 1980s knockoff of a, you know, 17th century looking bed. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. And and they don't seem to be like placed where you would think to place stuff in a room. Yeah. Like this bed goes up against a wall. No, I'm just going to diagonally put it in the middle of the room. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, really, it's room decoration. What do I know? Yeah. You know, I am I am not on HGTV. <laughs> uh, I am not, you know, the winner of season three of, you know, Design My TARDIS. There you but, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder That's what one of those the, weird uh, things that stick out. Yeah, the set designer. What what were you thinking, set designer? Pretty much. <laughs> uh, um, we got anything else before we start hitting some buttons here? You know what? Let me let me let me say one one thing about um, the quality of the uh, teraleptal communication technology. <laughs> yes, every please single do. time. Every single time, this guy is trying to communicate with one of these like subjugated humans and their fancy ring pop bracelet. Um, it's like he's shouting at them to focus more, to try and get words across, and it's like mostly static. And I'm like, this is kind of really a very ineffective design. Not great, Teraleptals. Yeah, you know. And don't go trying to blame it on human minds. I'm I'm blaming it on your technology. Yeah. Our not, minds are just fine. Not great. 
not great not at, at all. all. <laughs> it was just like, what is happening? Like, how does this dude run any sort of operation? Right. I don't get it. I don't either. All righty then. Let's uh, let's uh, start to ramp it buttons. up. All right. Push some buttons. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time, time for the game. So, all right. Let's uh, let's go over what we've got here. Um, we have okay. So at first. <laughs> We have um, the android killing the butler, which was yes. absolutely hilarious, by the way. Yep, and I'm I am disappointed we don't get actual creature vision. Yeah, we don't. We just get heavy breathing monster vision. Yep, we get point of view. There's no like green fade around it or anything. It's just like nope. We just have time to do point of view and heavy breathing. Yeah, um, kind of creepy. We get what else do we get here? Um, I feel like we get some good scuffles between like oh yeah the locals and like Richard Mason the Doctor. Yeah, we get that uh, that nice little like triple team move on that one yep. guy from Nissa Teagan and Adric. Yep. Uh, yeah, a lot of tussling going around here. Um, what else do we have that was of note? Um, well, oh. obviously, we get the whole fire. The whole fire get, at the end, yes. You know, the, the terraluptals boiling away. Yes, the exploding android. The exploding android from, you know, Nyssa playing Sandstorm at them. <laughs> yes. Um, and, I mean, also, the, the Sonic explodes. Yes. How dare. How dare you. Uh, there's one other thing I just want to mention. When we get the Grim Reaper come out. With yes. the, and the, the doctor says not again. Right. I thought that was very funny. That was but um, hmm, um, oh, we have that really bad fight scene with body double fighter Adric. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we get some explosion. Um, I'd say pff, I'll go with a a four and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was leaning four and a half. All right, perfect. Myself, there's some decent stuff. Yeah, um, it's not you know it's not like everybody's throwing punches and missing by about three and a half feet, right? Or anything like that. Um, you know, there's there's some good scuffles and yes. there's some great explosions and some creepy deaths. So yeah. yeah, there you go. Good middle of the road episode for that. All right, let's uh, let's move this couch off the wall here and see what's going on behind it. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the scale. <laughs> Interested to hear this. All right. Well, I don't really think it's terribly scary. No. On the whole. Um, if anything, I, I feel like for younger viewers, it might actually feel like it drags a little bit. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Terraleptal boiling at the end. Gross. Definitely gross. Oh yeah. I don't I don't think it would give the average kid like nightmares. No. Younger ones, sure. You know, maybe hold off on that. Um, but I tell you this, if if you've got a kid who is maybe studying the Great Fire of London, this might be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say base a historical report for school around it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But might be like, hey, we're studying all this. Let's watch this just for fun. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? All right. So, Taylor. Yeah. You teased it earlier. What are we watching next time? All right. This is one that I've been wanting to watch for a while. And I kind of keep putting it off because it's a six-parter. Yeah. And unfortunately, if if we're going to get through more of, say, the third Doctor's run, it's going to be mostly six-parters. Some sweet, point. sweet six-parters, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we are going to watch Invasion of the Dinosaurs, starring John Pertwee as the Doctor, Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, and introducing the Who-Mobile. Oh, man. That's right. All right. We get our little little hovercraft car in it. It was written by Malcolm Hulk and directed by Patty Russell. All right. So that is that is next time. So I picked dinosaurs is what I picked. You picked, yeah, when I said dinosaurs (laughs) or giant plant you know, 
people things. And, and I said, like, dinosaurs. obviously like, dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's always going to be dinosaurs. All right. So <laughs> you could like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP thrice and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at bus Buddha 71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search podcastica. Look for the little cartoony version of Taylor and myself coming out of that TARDIS. Yep. And rate and review us as well. And you can also just go over to soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG if uh, you just want to browse the back catalog. And you can actually also just do that at NOTLG.com. Head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash NOTLG or patreon.com slash NOTLG if you want to buy something that you can wear. Go to that Spreadshirt site. And if you just want to donate to us monetarily... Go to the Patreon. We would appreciate either one of those. Uh, We are still in a pandemic, so please support your local shops. Uh, You know, even even if it even if the pandemic ended tomorrow, you should still support them because they still got to recover somehow. Yeah, that's for sure. So uh, help them out. Help your local shops out any way you can. Buy stuff from them. Uh, retweet all their stuff. Regram all their stuff. I don't know. Do whatever <laughs> the kids are doing to get the word out. Yes. Tick, tick talk them and it. talk them. Yes. <laughs> tick and talk. Yes. That's how it works on the, on the chat snaps, right? I believe so. I believe that's I'm 45 now, so none, technology makes no oh, sense. No. Me, apparently. Oh, I no. I don't get this youth culture thing. Oh, I'm kidding. no. I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, so follow us on the Twitter. Yes, please do. Um, <laughs> all right. That's it for us this week. Join us again in two weeks when we review Invasion of the Dinosaurs. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Terraliptal. Terraliptals. Terraliptals. Tools. Terraliptals. Terraliptals.